Hi, and welcome back to Small Way Podcast with Jeremiah. If you're new to this podcast, hi, I'm Jeremiah. Here on this podcast, we talk about how we can motivate you to become the best you you can be. And if you're one of the originals on the podcast, hey, I missed you guys. On today's podcast, we reached episode number 247. I'm right here with our new guest. Go ahead and introduce yourself for me. How you guys doing? My name is Burrell Walker. How you guys doing? Awesome, awesome. And on today's podcast, we're going to talk about some very intense topics about race and social injustice and things of that nature. But we have a whole bunch of content for you guys. And I'm going to leave his Instagram and all of the handles right underneath under this post. So let's go ahead and get started. So let me ask you a quick question. What are the disadvantages of being a young black man in the dating world? Uh, see, you know what? Uh, it's funny that you say that because, you know, I am single now. And, um, you know, I'm into the dating world and it's, it, it seems like a barrier at every part nowadays. So even just, you know, confronting a young lady. I think one of the barriers is just being uh, the financial burden. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what, um, tell me, what does it mean for as a young black man to have self-care? What does it mean for you to have, be financially free? What does it mean for you to even have a family in a sense to try to provide your legacy towards the future? You know what I mean? Okay. Um, <clears throat> I definitely would say, you know, um, the older I got, I did start to start thinking about those things and, and they're steadily in a day-to-day process. And I would say at this current time, being 26, uh, financial freedom is definitely still a work in progress, but it's something that can be attained uh, because I definitely have entered this year uh, at a new uh, tax, what is it, credit score? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, black men, we come from a long line of not good credit scores. You Terrible know? Girl, all that shit. <laughs> all that. So, so just to be able to uh, have some financial literacy, I would say, would be the biggest thing. Because as I grew up as a kid, I could see my mom didn't have that same financial literacy that I do now have. And enter into the 730 tax bracket. Or, what is it, credit bracket. There you go. I'm <laughs> proud to say. You know, um, and I would just say... Uh, Knowing how to spend your money, you know, you know, our culture is heavily materialistic on what you got and, you know, how much you spend it and you can get caught into caught up in a world like that. I mean, how do you feel as though, like whenever in most cases we as people get our first check or, or black men, we get us our first check, we tend to spend it on just unnecessary instead of just saving it. In. Yeah. And sometimes in most cases we get angry once mm-hmm. we get that because we see how far we came and, and mm-hmm. how much it even costs to help the next man or mm-hmm. help the next person or look forward to my child going to college or anything like that. Tell me about that in your own words. Well, you know, see, for me, just because, you know, I, I'm, I'm from South Central LA originally. I love South Central. Yeah, me, me too. Hey, <laughs> South love, Central, baby. Hey, hey, hey. I love that. Hey, you know, I love South Central for the things it taught me, you know, resilience, being tough, adversity, you know, uh, uh, how to get over adversity, perseverance. Uh, but when it comes to, you know, getting that check, especially the right way, you know, and that's one of the things when you enter this dating world, women don't understand when men start to earn that type of money to show off all of that hard work. I'm talking years. I'm talking, you know, 
if my dad didn't pass me the torch, I got to do makeup work for the work that he didn't do. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, I'm sir. not in college not working, not accumulate debt, not paying rent. You know, I'm doing all those things and I'm taking all those things to the chin. So, you know, especially, you know, trying to do that in a nine to five, you know, they call it minimum wage for a reason. Yes, sir. Now I want to thank America's school system for giving my degree <laughs> in sociology. Okay, but yeah, you know, um, minimum wage for the criteria of, 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 of trying to be that, you know, what people or what the ladies looking for nowadays from the, the rap lyrics, uh, you know, they want the man with the back. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to do it a different way, which means you might have to, you know, <clears throat> do something illegal or it's going to take until man is in his mid-30s to have that type of money. And I don't think that's talked about enough amongst women to have a realistic expectation on how to get that money. But now I would say that, you know, we got those uh, online streams of money. Uh, you know, things are a little bit better, entertainment status, but it still takes a long time to get a lot of money, especially if uh, your parents, if you, if you come from a one-parent uh, household like I did, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And I still no excuse, but it just, it takes a while. What about for yourself? Like you said, it's difficult. And, you know, at first when I first started having a little bit of money, I I started spending on materialistic. Mm -hmm. But as I got older, Mm -hmm. I realized how important money was, how important my credit was, and and how much, oh, I'm able to buy the bigger, it's a bigger picture than what I'm used Mm -hmm. to. So in my mind, I'm like, okay, look at everything that I see others do. And if it's positive, beat that yeah, yeah, yeah. and if it's something like for example my parents got my mom got her first house when she was 25 oh wow yeah and my dad had his house when he was 28 oh wow little do people know my mom had me when she was 16. Hmm. nine years later she's able to get her first house my dad was 19. nine years later he's able to get his first house so in my mind i'm looking at them it's like okay i want to beat you not out of jealousy or pity, but I want to not only beat the standard of, okay, I have to wait nine years to build a house or get my own house, but to actually say, okay, I'm financially able. I have all of the prerequisites to get a house, mm-hmm. but just to mentally say, I don't need to rush into a house. Exactly. But I want to make sure that I'm personally okay to get a house. And, 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 uh, so I don't mean, I like that we talk about finances. And I think you said a little thing about saving and the family. And, you know, um, I definitely believe in saving, but as an artist that I am an actor as well, or that's what I do. But, uh, I mean, that's my passion. But uh, when it comes to saving, I definitely believe in having a minimalist lifestyle. Not spending more than what you need, especially with the income that you have coming in. Yes, sir. And like you said, black men, we might get mad we get that check because if you only work, you know, let's say you work 40 hours and you got... What, what, 40 hours, you probably can get 980 after tax? After tax, California tax. That's, yeah. Cali- and that's, <laughs> that's for two weeks. That's for every two weeks. You know, so you got to cut that in half. <laughs> you know, uh, you, if you don't know how to spend that money or if you don't know how to live in your means, mm-hmm. which if you look at all the music that's projected for our culture, you know, uh, 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 so. There's so much songs that just talk about money and spending all of it. Yep. And the women in the uh, the black men of, of today who are uh, trying to 
uh, uh, advocate for, for the culture or for the youth are showing us a reflection of spending our money bad, yeah. of, of going through that same consistent cycle of illiterate financial literacy. Yeah. So, you know, uh, there's, a, there's a bigger hand that's helping us be dumb in a certain way. In a sensible way. Now, another quick question though. Now, you're from South Central. Yes, Nothing but respect for South Central. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All 100%. I, I, man, I got nothing but respect. How come society treat Compton, South Central, in, in a certain aspects of those are goons, those are thugs? So why do that? Because I've, I've, I've seen how rich that area is. I understand who you have to be as you have to be an honest person. You have to stand out. You have to try to show that you are going to be great. If you're not great already, you can't just come out there, have anything like that. You have to come with the respect of the young G's and the OGs before you on your own aspect. What has South Central taught you and why has society treated South Central or Compton or any of those uh, cities so poorly? You know, uh, you know, I feel like, you know, just as a, you know, growing up in South Central, just the type of energy I had, it was so detached from what a regular or, or average South Central black male would be, you know what I mean? In, in terms of uh, just being outspoken or kind of being, you know, a leader. So some things really didn't sway my way. You know, I knew out the gates that, you know, I was heavily attracted to the girls, so I threw myself into the sports. Mm -hmm. But one thing the sports taught me as a young black male is, and one of my coaches told me this, and I always remember this, you can do anything with determination, dedication, and desire. So I think sports in our community really can help bring uh, up, a, up a good black man if he looks at the principles or the politics that you got to go through. Because the world is so political, man. And, you know, and uh, it's all about, ah, it's, it's a whole big game. And, you know, uh, being able to play sports with some of those guys in South Central LA who were very talented, but maybe didn't have the, the best parental upbringing or maybe he was a little bit of a follower, not that good in school, you know. It really taught me to just have some type of resilience, have some type of just, you know, some, some, some type of passion and pride for who I am, you know what I'm saying? Because... Out there, you know, if you don't, if you if you don't stand up for yourself, you know, there would be some there would be some issues. You know what I'm saying? But you know, what was your next question? You had said. Nah, I got another question, okay. but like I can 100% relate in things like that. But um, like for me, example, I went to school with uh, NBA young boy. Funny. Oh wow! Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I went to school with those real type people, and so mm -hmm. you. Of course, in school, you have to come correct. Yeah, I was yeah. born down south. Yeah, yeah. A lot of things in today's society wouldn't fly back in when we were a little bit younger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A yeah. lot of things. Yeah. And, I mean, how do you feel as though, as black men, we have to come for, we have to come with something? Whether it's dating, whether we have to come with a chip on our shoulder, whether we have to come... We have to come correct. Why? Well, I would say, you know, there's two type of black males that are being advocated right now. And I definitely think that society is definitely trying to feminize the black male. Uh, I'm saying this correctly. They're trying to feminize the black male. And I would say that that is taking a little bit of identity crisis within the community. But uh, you were saying again, sorry, dang, 
I lost my train of thought. It's okay. No worries. You were saying, um... How I was saying, like... I mean, how does it feel just to come with something like a chip okay. on your shoulder? You know, I feel like when people... Okay, and that's a funny story that you said about that. Because uh, before I really made my big jump to be... Uh, go full-fledged into acting, you know... I was working a little bit as, you know, a security worker uh, in Orange County. Or officer, excuse me. And um, just... The way that some people look at you when you're black, it, it's they're scared of you. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're, they're automatically, it's automatically like a threatening thing. Like even talk to a, a lady, it's like, I feel like, yeah, they might be scared of men to an extent, but a black man is just, it's way worse. You know what I mean? I feel like everybody sees you as a threat before they see you as a, as a, a ally. Mm-hmm. And I feel like sometimes you have to work harder for people to see you as an ally than a threat. You know what I mean? Like, if you come in there, for you to do something bad will be accepted of you rather than you doing something good. You know what I mean? And, and, and that type of stigma that a black man has to battle with day to day is so hard. You know what I mean? Yeah. But what about for yourself? Do you feel like... Man, I always feel like I have a chip on my shoulder personally. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it, it's every day. It, Cause people look at me and it's like, oh, he's a black guy, you know, he's scared, you know, I'm yeah, not yeah. to play ball or something like that. Little do people know, you know, I, I, I did three five in high school, three five in college. Yeah. I was in band. I understand music. I can understand acting. I can understand all different kinds of concepts. They don't have open minded. They, and some of the people that I have met, there's not a lot of open minded people yeah. that understand just all aspects of life. And then, as you said, like a chip on your shoulder, I feel like a lot of times in uh, what is it? What is it? Uh, 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 corporate America, man. Like trying to work in some of these jobs that like I go to an interview for, mm-hmm. and I know I'm overqualified for. You know what I'm saying? Or just you know, just the terms of work. You know, we talk about trying to get a family, trying to get all these other things. Where's the work at for an educated black man? Because nowadays I'm coming in with a degree, and it's like. Hey, I just spent, you know, my money on these degrees and it's, it's still like I don't got the, the complexion for the connection. You know what I'm saying? Because my people don't have a lot of the jobs. Yeah. And, and, you know, a lot of times when I look visually, I see the Asian community and I love the Asian community. That's our brother. I love them. You know, but they own the job that they can give the people the door to. Or, you know, the white man, he has a job that he can open the door for. Yeah. Or my Hispanic brother has a job he can open it. We don't really own those jobs that we could just say, hey, come here real quick, Jeremiah. I got a job for you real quick. In some ways, sometimes we're not the bridge. That's what I, yes. But, and that's why I want, I want to work on being a bridge, too, to other cultures. Yep. You know what I'm saying? But I also think that we need to have, to be the forefront. Yep. We need the black world. We, because let's think about America. America don't run without black people. That's Entertainment? Oh. We... <laughs> Oh, everything, basketball, oh, just music, fashion, everything. I know. But when it comes to getting the door open for us, you'll be there knocking all day. All day. All day. But I like I really like that question because I definitely feel like that I have to have a, a chip on my shoulder, meaning that I have to be able to every time Noah said to me, I gotta reset. I gotta lock in and be ready to get ready for the next one. Yep. Because you know, that's my that's my that's my third no to, to I got probably about Four more no's before I get that yes. And that's how it feels as a black man. I feel that, my brother. I feel that. So, another question for you. 
why do you think in the dating world most girls go after like a bad boy that's selling drugs, that's doing mm. this, that's doing that, compared to a good guy. Mm. And then once years go by, mm. when that bad boy going to jail or he, you know, domestic violence and things of that nature, that same good guy that she was after, now he doesn't want to have, no, mm. he don't want to deal with it no more. Uh, Come on now. I definitely, okay, so that's a question that when you look at, uh, okay, so I'm from South Central LA. Right off the bat, the girls is trying to date the quote-unquote alpha males, but it's the wrong type. It's the guys that are from so-and-so gang or doing this or slapping so-and-so or whatever. And for me, I feel like it's almost a play on ourselves, you know what I mean? Because they give us these type of rappers who promote that or these type of people who promote that. And what it does is... It kind of shows us a reflection, a negative reflection that we we, we uphold. Mm -hmm. And the women uphold that. And so the younger men try to be like that. But uh, to really ask you a question. Uh, what, what was you? About how the women and uh, how they always go after the bad boy. Be, you know, because they're, they're more personified than we are. You know what I mean? Like, they're more like, yo, let's like go get that. Like, that's what you should have. Like. I, I never really understood because I have a, actually a friend like that too. I have a young friend like that. Uh, she was a smart young girl dating a little gang member. And uh, it just, now we talk on the phone, it's still no better. And I'm like, that's a problem with some of the women. Like they'll get, they want apple juice, but they're squeezing it from lemons. Ooh. So, you know, once they get, once they get those baggage, that baggage with the baby and everything, you're going to want that good guy who can maneuver through society. Because yep. all that tough guy shit comes with a cost. Yep. Jail time. And if he's going to be that tough, he might have another family. And if he's going to be that tough, he's going to be a little tough on you. So it's really just, I think the shift of perspective, it, 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 especially in our culture, on what a good black male should be changed. Because... When Barack Obama was president, I wasn't hearing a young lady talking about, ooh, I want me some Barack. No. No. They wasn't talking about that, but they want them some Lil Wayne, you know, uh, who, who, who fire man, fire me, doing all that yeah. stuff. So they give us an image, you know, and, and a lot of people helped out with that image. Yeah. I mean, me personally, hey, I, I'm cool with them and stuff like that. I'd just rather do my own thing for right now because yeah. right now, mentally, like I told you, you ready to work? I'm ready to work and do yeah. what I have to do because I personally don't need a lot. I'm yeah. happy with I'm happy with a Tesla, a condo, and a dog. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, and stand in my hey, I, I have to work, do these couple of podcasts, meet all these amazing people throughout wherever, and hey, I support everybody and all of, and just be just as happy. But I also think that you know there's going to be a shift in the women knowing that, dang, maybe I should pick that because in a long haul that's going to be better. You know what I mean? And, and so I definitely think men like me and uh, uh, myself, I mean, you and myself, yeah. are going to help be able to shape that future for black men to come. They're like, damn, let us get the good, those are the good black men. Mm -hmm. Not the ones talking about they're going to shoot this or do that, yep. you know, because those are the ones damaging us that are helping doing the extinguisher. So I think once we come to, you know, get in our careers, because everything is evolution. Yeah. We're a part of it now. Yeah. And then the generation to come will be a part of the next evolution. Yeah. Right now, we fighting for the revolution. So. We are. We are. So another good question for you. Why do you think most people aren't going to an HBCU? In most cases, we have some of these top-tier athletes going to the respective universities of Alabama, LSU, 
Texas A&M, uh, Ole Miss versus Miss in or Mississippi State, uh, the U. Shout out Miami, yeah, uh, and, and, and things like that. And I'm like, how come no one's going to the respected Southern University or the the Alcorn University out there in Mississippi, Mississippi or the Texas Southern or the, you know, th- there's other great HBCUs. Why? Why are we supposedly just to do the community college, the HBCUs, or the uh, or just the, essentially the industry jobs? Don't get me wrong. I respect to all, but I, I want to have a society where we can go anywhere and just be accepted anywhere, be open anywhere. You know, and uh, man, you know, right out of high school, you know, I know I wanted to experience more culture. I knew it was more to offer than just South Central LA and the division of people that came from there. You know, uh, I definitely did go to the HBCU little conferences things, and it was definitely pushed on me. And I would have definitely went to Clark Atlanta University. Love Sorry, Clark, which I didn't accept me. They said T-A-C-T, that mess was hard. <laughs> so I think that's one of the things that derailed me from going there. But, uh, you know, definitely once I got in those college seats and I seen those people that were sitting in those seats and they did not look like me and how they looked at me, I definitely thought that, like, dang, I wish I would have saw more of me in those classrooms. Mm-hmm. So maybe, you know, people wouldn't think it was, oh, I've never seen a, uh, a young black male or a black male in a classroom. You know, I just felt like so indifferent towards me. You know, like, why was everybody... So for me, you know, sometimes I feel like, you know, I made the right decision. Sometimes, you know, I feel like maybe it would have been better to go to HBCU. But then... I wake up and I realize that that would have been a comforting thing. Mm-hmm. You know, to see that people looked at me differently made me look in the mirror and realize that I was different in, in, in a better way. Mm-hmm. You know, I was stronger. I was, you know, I was, I was just, I was, my battle and, and, and what it meant for me to be there to me meant more than anybody else's. Mm-hmm. And not to overshadow, not to, to, to be prideful. I just felt like it meant a lot to my culture. To be able to be a black man in America with all our stigmas, all our just psychological traumas, and to get there and get that degree. I felt like that meant a lot. I feel that. I got one last question, then we're going to be all set, my friend. Why do you think most people only want us as black people to sell drugs or go to the league? You know, uh, I'm actually reading a good book called Francis Cress, you know, um, and I, I'm not done with it, you know. Uh, but there's a lot of black destruction there's uh, of black people. So when you get the people selling the drugs, you know, not only are you infecting community, you're doing the government's work for them, but you're, there's a high uh, risk of you going to jail. And when you play the basketball, you know, that's, that's another slavery all over. You're not making that. These people don't even, these, okay, guys, these athletes don't have a lot of money. Even these, it's the 1% of athletes entertainers that have all that money all these guys don't have all that money and you know and that's just another way for a young black male to work off his body and cheat his mind because they're not reading those contracts they don't have any ownership they don't they don't know any money handling skills so you know it's just another way to just that psychological warfare and if you want to get serious why you think the prince changed his name to a symbol what, what Prince changed his name to? It wasn't Prince for how I many it was a symbol. Oh, because he wanted to get the, uh, what is it, his rights? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's just, there's so much target against uh, uh, black people nowadays that, you know, 
if you don't have a good mind and understand how they doing things, it's so easy to get sucked up into it. So easy. Jeez. Well, we had an amazing conversation. No, thank you for letting me be on this podcast. You know, yeah. and, and the questions, like I like the back and forth between me and you, the questions, and you know what I'm saying, being in front of another educated black man feels so good. Uh, 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 just to be able to have this talk feels so good. It's so emotional relieving. Don't even worry about that. You're more than welcome anytime, and I bet our viewers loved it. Whether you be black, white, whether you be one of many countries that are yeah. listening, I support you 100%. Let's bridge it. Let's bridge it together on all different communities. So, this is it. This is Jeremiah, part of Smart Way Podcast. To the next episode. Peace.